welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi everyone and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today we have a lovely lady here with us. Hi Lee, how are you? Good, thank you, Danielle. So the lovely Lee Doherty is an online business manager and strategist leading an OBM and VA team at Admin & Co. Her team reviews, then manages, then does the tasks in your business to create space and time for your business to grow. So Lee, you're one of our She Will Shine members and recently I put a post out in our Facebook group asking what we did in our former lives and your response was a long one so it was long because I am a bit long in the tooth I'm 50 this year and I'm proud to say I'm 50 I mean I have you know I had girlfriends who have passed away all that type of stuff you know like I always I'm happy to be the right side of the grass um I yeah Dilly wasn't like right side of the grass last year so it's really changed my perspective of age it's where really privileged to get to this age sort of thing so um, and I feel that my business I've had my second coming I suppose you know my mid-40s and everything like that so I sort of wonder you know I think a lot of my career I haven't really had a career if I can I just sort of say that like you can say whatever you like everything my kids were born um so Mia's 19 this year and um we didn't really have maternity leave we had no paid maternity leave and everything there so when she was born too I was working in Melbourne but commuting from Geelong um I can still remember driving in the car driving part daycare centres on you know city road and all that type of stuff thinking maybe I can take Mia in there maybe I can't sort of thing and it just wasn't doable we can't remote in we can't you know work from home we couldn't do any of that then so that was a real yeah totally different world as far as women's careers and everything like that so um before children and after children was is a very different space for me in my life and everything like that so I'm trying to think back what I've told you my first job was and I think it was sanding tractors yes this Um, is exactly yeah yeah so my my parents were actually farm machinery dealers so um long story short my my real parents divorced and my um mum and my stepfather came together got married they're like what do we do we've got you know I know how to be a farmer and I'm pretty good with machinery and stuff like that so he he was really like when I think about it they are really quite entrepreneurial for that time I suppose in the 80s they identified that there was lots of people buying hobby farms but couldn't buy the hundred thousand dollar tractors and everything like that to run all those other machinery that they need to to run these little farms and stuff like that so he's like how about I go to a clearing sale and pick up some tractors and some machinery and do them up fix them up know what I want to need to do sort of thing and that business boomed like it was you know it was Full on. It probably taught me a bit about, you know, business because business was seven days a week. The uh, farm machinery yard was attached to our house. Um, the first time 
I couldn't answer the phone and say hello. I had to say hello, Grandpa Machinery. Like, I love it. Our home phone was the was the business phone, so it was always like, and you know, you couldn't talk to your mates on the phone because those are the days that you rag each other on the phone and picked up the phone. You couldn't be long. You know, my my girlfriends now from that you know who I'm still friends with would say how about how your mum used to yell in the background wind it up Lee wind it up you know because it was a business you know like we were living the business and I and I know a lot of people probably had that experience growing up in those family type of um, businesses where they you know attached to shops or things like that but yeah it was a, it sort of taught me I suppose secondhand a lot about business I suppose about what needs to be run how you need to speak to clients and all that type of stuff yeah I, I just find it really interesting how you know like you said customer service like that's just picking yeah. up the phone and yeah, you learned yeah. that at such a young age well I learned it because mum would be screaming at us kids to do something and then it'd be hello grandpa machinery <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean so it was just like you can't let what's happening in your life affect the your face business. of your business <laughs> I left school after year 11. Um, I, I don't know. I still, to this day, don't really know why. I think I lacked confidence at that stage or I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't yeah. feel purposeful, I suppose, at school. I didn't have... I had support, a family support, but I didn't have family support of you must do year 12 and you must yeah. stay at school and you must, Was you know... Do you think that was a sign of the times in general? Sign of the times, I yeah. think. Do you know what I mean? Um, of my girlfriends, I would say there's only one sort of a five that went to university. And when she came out of university, she couldn't get a job. So you're talking 1989, so early 90s, sort of that period. And there was a lot of kids my age coming out struggling to find work, which sort of isn't sort of heard of now do you know what I mean yeah. they're just you know you're going to uni you're doing a degree but there weren't the places for you to actually go and do that sort of thing so um I've sort of had conversations since with mum you know why didn't you not push me um I think it might have been in response to her saying why are you so structured with your children do you know what I mean or something yeah. around that sort of parenting uh issue and I've just said I sort of have to show them a way of how to do yeah. things or, or lead them into a path I said as long as they do their best and they try that's all that I really care about I, I don't care if they're an A plus student or anything like that but I said I've got to show them a way or op options or op give them yeah. opportunities um, so I do wonder what would have happened had I had a little bit of a push to see yeah. where I would have gone sort of thing so, so just in saying that Lee you've got three teenage three daughters. daughters yeah 19 yeah. 16 and 15 yeah, yeah yeah um so they all education's been important to me for that reason um yeah talking about career I'll, I'll get to it of what I actually had to do do you know what I mean to actually educate myself with three young kids that was yeah. tough do you know what I mean some things so I finished at year 11 uh and I got a job in a bank which was, that was success. You know, if you got a job say, in a everyone bank. Everyone wants to work in a bank. Yeah, you got a last yeah, one there. Yeah, that's right. You know, oh, you, like you did so well. You went straight into a bank, you know, like it was just, and I must admit, it was a great experience. So I ended up 
I was underage, so 17. My poor mum used to have to try and drive me to the train station. And I remember the rules were I had to get her a cup of black coffee and not talk to her in the car. <laughs> so, because I was learning on my L's, she was just desperate for me to get my, my driver's license as soon as I turned 18 so that I could get on the train. Um, and I worked at State Bank Victoria. So there's yeah, another master's yes. class. Yeah. So I think in the first one or two years that I was there, it merged with Commonwealth Bank at that stage. But I worked at a branch called 3 out of 5 Burke Street, which is that big, big, big branch right in the middle of Melbourne. So here's this little country kid. Uh, on the train every morning at 6.10. Um, heading to the Big Smoke? He heading to the Big Smoke, getting out at Spencer Street, walking past, you know, the bikies, pubs and all that type oh, of stuff. Yes, so yeah. it was an amazing experience. Um, did that, but I didn't last too long on the um, cash. I wasn't a bad teller. I always tell people I wasn't a bad teller. Um, they needed a manager secretary downstairs. So um, I worked in the, for the senior he was the senior bank manager. He wasn't just the bank manager. That's he quite, was the that senior quite bank a step manager. Up. Yeah, it was. It was. So yeah, worked on the reception there and uh, the manager secretary. So worked in lending reception, which it was actually quite a stressful time in um, interest rates at that moment. For I think a bit high. It was sixteen to eighteen percent for mortgages yeah. and stuff like that. So quite often people were coming in in. Um, financial distress and it was really quite heartbreaking um, to, to watch that happen sort of thing and it was yeah so I had to deal very quickly I suppose reading the room do you know what I mean and couldn't yeah. always be bubbly and happy I yeah, just being compassionate be yeah, yeah 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 and you might have been worded up by the lending people but but you know like so-and-so is coming in now we're going to take the house off them. Can you, you know, like, you know, we're going to just, can you just direct them straight to that room or something like that? Sort of yeah. thing. So I saw the, the gamut of that sort of unfolding and everything like that. So I'd help out the HR manager too. Um, and I'll tell you what, that was really good to show the different styles of leadership needed for different roles. Like I still remember mm, this yep. HR manager saying, she just was like, mother hen do you know what I mean she just had a beautiful nature and everything like that whereas you know the lending manager was a different different kettle of fish and stuff like that so yeah. you sort of saw different leadership styles and why they were needed and good at their jobs do you know what yeah. I mean what like personality traits helped in those roles yeah 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 it's different sometimes if like you're going to let's say an accounting firm you're all accounts do you know what I mean whereas this was you're a lending manager or you're a senior bank manager or you're the HR manager or you're the foreign currency manager or, you know, just the different skills yeah. that are sort of needed, I think. That type of business environment was very, this is my job and this is all yeah. I do. And and probably in that era too, you weren't encouraged to go outside of the box with your thinking or, you know, like it was like, no, that's what's we've done forever and a day sort of thing. And now I think back, I may have been a little bit challenging <laughs> as a per, as a younger person because I would always say, but why? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there was I a curiosity there. Curiosity. Couldn't we do it another way? Like, you know, it's, I'm sure if, and that's curiosity, but also laziness too. 
Um, I have found out in my DNA that being organised or administration and stuff like that, one of the key factors is you can be lazy or, and that will actually make you put in systems, processes, setups and everything like that I've to actually do something like quickly. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I, then I, lazy isn't so bad after all. It isn't so bad. Once I did that, I thought I'm proud now. I'm proud because yeah. my I think I, Dad had always given me an, a nickname of Lazy Liz and I thought I'm not lazy. But now I realise what he was saying is I, I can still remember as a little kid having conversations saying, but Dad, I want to do it this way or something. And Dad was probably a little bit, you know, like you do it one way and, and that's the way Black that it's done sort of thing. Yeah. But I would always try and find a way to do it quicker, jobs quicker, <laughs> things that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, not cut corners, but, you know, find ways and systems and strategies. And uh, that was a bit challenging for Dad, I think, too. Do you know what I mean? That I sort of did that. So um, travelling on the train was taking its toll I think I did that from so 17 to 21 so four years up and down yep. on, on the train and then I got a job at a, a, a real estate membership network based that started based out here in Geelong it's called First National Real Estate so everyone was yes, I've probably heard of that. still know that name yeah so were you um, still living at home Lee with all this through all this stage what was happening on at and home? off on and off yep. yeah yeah I was quite uh independent from an early age the only time I moved back I think after I'd gone out sharing houses was to save money to buy a yep. house myself sort of thing so um, did you have that that mentality you know you know you get a job save your money buy a house that was that like the big goal at that time for you I financially? think so I think so my parents were not big um I watching with the business and their business was very seasonal. So you think about floods and droughts and everything that happened, yeah. that affects farmers. So they would have struggle with tax bills um, in the years that were maybe a drought because they'd had a good year the year before. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of sort of things. So they were very big savers and stuff like that and mum has actually we've even and maybe it's through divorce as well I think you know that was like they they were both bottomed out and they're like they've built up what they needed to build up sort yeah. of thing so you know they both started a business with nothing as well they they weren't employed or anything like that um so but they were very smart with their money and made very good property investment choices it was always ingrained in, I don't know if it was really ingrained in me. I think because I did, there, there was a period we were quite poor. We were really yeah. quite poor. There was never any, any, the only time I sort of got new clothes and stuff like that was maybe birthday and Christmas. I did know what my budget was, what I was allowed, you know, this is how much we're spending. So yeah. I'm one of three. And my stepfather had four. So there's seven kids to actually buy wow. for sort of yeah. thing as well. Um, so I look back and I think, oh, maybe that was a bit mean, but I don't now. Yeah. Like I go, yeah, no, that was smart. I always knew where I sat. I always yeah. knew what was true. You learned I the value had, of money very early. Correct, correct. I always knew that there was no extra money to go to do this. And if there was, you know, like my parents had really tried to do to get that money to do that type of stuff the best thing the only yeah the only 
you know, new items and stuff that came freely to me is when I started working myself. So I think that that probably had that attachment of, which I sort of disagree with now, if you work, 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 you'll always be rich. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. my mindset has changed now, you know, as far as you've got to build your work around your life. Yeah, your, life the defini your definition of success has kind of changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I always say that I probably had a mind shift around money of, of, of the kids always say, oh, Lee, Lee Rushby, poor childhood stories. Do you know what I mean? Sort of thing. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll say something like that. But I've probably always had a bit of a it's it, it could go quickly or it could, yeah. you know. Well, that's the thing. It's so ingrained really... in us from childhood. Mm. So yeah, we're seeing our parents yeah. um emotional emotional feelings towards money and we yes. carry that with us. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if we want to change it later on. To progress I explain, in yeah. the way we want to progress, we have to change it. Yeah, I explained this to mum. Like mum was like, you you know, you, you've always got a new car. I go, yeah, that's because we do 100Ks. You know, we run around everywhere. But I said it, it doesn't serve us to have a, a car with 300,000K. You know, like we, it doesn't serve us to own a car. Do you know what I mean? Sort of thing. Yeah. And when I explained it, I go, look, mum, I said, I think a lot of your money stories, I go, she was saying, I wish I could go out and buy a new car. I go, you can go out and buy a new car. You know you can. I said, so you don't need to cry poor because, mum, you, you're not poor. Do you know what I mean? You, you're definitely yeah. not poor. But she was brought up by a mother who was brought up in an orphanage. And, yeah, yeah you know, it was actually given up to the orphanage in the Depression. So her and her sisters were, were put in the orphanage here in Geelong, wow. yeah. um, which is one of the reasons I ended up in Geelong. You know, like mum said, I remember Geelong being a nice town. We sort of so, went. Sorry, like, where did my... you grow up then? What what town? Oh, so I went to eight schools. I don't know if I've Oh, told, my gosh. But, yeah. No. So wow. that's a bit of, uh, I think that's in why I'm very good at, I feel that I'm very good at reading people and and working out the temperature of a room before I sort of say anything. Um, my girlfriends have actually said, no, Lisa, you know, people have said, just Lee seems a little bit standoffish. She goes, no, she just needs to warm a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and it's because I've been the new kid a very long. Um, wow. So uh, the first I grew, I was born in Melbourne at Cabrini and, but my parents were on a farm in the Mallee in a little yep. place called Wollongi, so it's just outside Woomalang. So Woomalang was my first primary school. Then we moved to Gippsland to Sea Spray, which is uh, if you go through Sale and you turn, it's on the 90-mile beach. So my uh, dad became sort of the farm manager for my grandparents' farm there in Sea Spray. So I went to Longford Primary School, then I went to Sea Spray Primary School. Uh, then my parents split up. And we went to Mafra, which is yep. between, yeah, Sale and Terrell, sort of thing. So I was there for six months. Then I ended up at Grovedale Primary School here in Geelong. Um, so I would have to go every summer holidays back down to my dad. So, again, the 80s, there was no, I think that was the only time dad got leave. Do you know what I mean? And he yep. had a council job and did all that type of stuff. So he did did the best he could in the circumstances. It just wasn't easy to, to get to four or five hours away that yep. where we were. Um, 
and I can still remember. Uh, no, so I went to Mandama Primary School, sorry first. So this is where the, the story goes. And then I went on summer holidays and I came back and mum goes, you're not going to Mandama, we're moving house. Oh, and wow. The closest school, but we were moving house literally across the highway. <laughs> but... We had to change schools. Literally, had I had to change schools because mum goes, "Oh, that one's just a block away, whereas that one's two blocks away," sort of thing. So, um, (laughs) and in those days, there was more primary schools than there are now. There was no Facebook. There was no, you know, I couldn't commute. Tell these kids, yeah. Oh, you just left. uh, I just left, and the reason, uh, but I caught up with them halfway through the year. I didn't know people's phone numbers, like I, I. I think even in those days, I don't even know if I knew their surnames. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, you had I know. Friends, like it's, but it's the age of, group was different. Yeah, it was five, five, grade five or grade six. Like, I don't know if I knew people's names or anything like that. But I remember, you know, how you used to play sport at school. You'd have t-ball yes. or you'd have softball and stuff like that. Well, my old school came to play t-ball. They go, there you are, sort of thing. <laughs> but it was every year yeah 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 but um and then I went to high school and I didn't move high schools I was there for five years so that that was okay that's really interesting Lee because like I live in the suburb that I grew up in yeah I only ever went to one like one thing one and now my kids go to those schools that I went to and I just can't imagine what that would have been like for a child I don't know if um uh, so resilience is that what they call resilience it? yeah but I don't think maybe also parents were as tooled had emotional skills or tools to you know it was just like that's just got to happen you know rather than hey Lee just want to let you know that thing and then I remember saying to mum why didn't you tell me I was leaving school she goes and then you find out these things years and years later she's like I did actually ask your dad to, could he, you know, meet me? Because I literally had to meet halfway and do the drop-off and like, could um, he bring you back, to, uh, you know, two weeks early so I could actually take you up to the school and make thing? And he refused. And, you know, God bless her, she didn't get me involved in all that yeah. type of stuff. But I probably harboured resentment for mum for years, thinking how cruel was that? Yeah. really I found out there was you know something else in it sort of thing so but I think that's yeah. also like it's also a generational thing where like our parents didn't parent the way we parent but that was no. normal for that time like that wasn't yeah that's right the, you know that wasn't different to anyone else yeah they didn't have opportunities I feel to learn different behaviors whereas we yeah. do we can jump on a workshop we can follow someone on Instagram who's a parenting coach we can you know if we're thinking about separation or divorce and stuff like that, we can find the tools to help yeah. us out with that, whereas they, they that wasn't was, available. That's right. There they was no internet. Yeah. There was no thing. And, you know, I remember the cost of phone calls were quite dear. So I couldn't just pick a phone and ring up my dad any time. Yeah. STD call. It was yeah. an STD call. Yeah. You know, like it, it was ingrained that, you know, dad would only call on a certain, maybe that was part of the, parenting arrangements too dad would only call on a Sunday at whatever time once a month or something like that it was quite hard and dad passed away last year but I've I've got all the letters back that I wrote to him and you know it's he kept them all he kept them all so it's quite special it's it was really hard to read through them um 
So my dad was an alcoholic, so he stopped drinking in my early 20s. So our relationship changed then. Yeah. But growing up, it was not was not rosy at times sort of thing. And me being the oldest of my siblings, you know, I, I say to mum, and I've had these conversations since dad passed, I said it was really hard. You'd sort of grab me by the shoulders and say, you got to look after the others. You know, yeah. and that was quite a big That's a lot of responsibility. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was sort of tough at times, you know, like trying to deal with all that. Um, yeah. But, you know, like in the letter writing to Dad, just say, you know, can we have a holiday with you that we don't, you know, you're not drinking yeah. and all that type of stuff. I wish I didn't have to write that and I wish I didn't have to experience that, but that's it. I'm sort of, I feel okay that I've had, yeah trauma in my life do you know what I mean because I I feel that it it has made me look at the world a lot not so black and white you know yeah you know love everyone a little bit harder I really think that we are products of our environments good and bad and we have opportunities to to learn from them to forgive to do things differently and that's probably come with age for me yeah, and I think that, you know, I look back at a 20 to 25, probably before kids me, was a whole different mindset about that. I, I was really yeah. like, but why sort of thing, you know, like and now, you know, I can remember being in an office, being an office, older office lady with another one and then a, a, a younger junior um, saying, but, what you know, oh, that would never happen, da-da-da, and both of us old ladies sitting back going nothing is black and white there's a lot of gray in the world the voice of experience there yeah 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 yeah, sort of thing oh yeah I got a job in Geelong yeah um and it was this is an exciting bit so it was the pre-company the precursor to the cotton on group Ah. so it was the it was the uh business started by the founder of cotton on his father and his uncle and uh, three other guys started this business called Austin Group. And what they were, were it was clothing uh, wholesalers. Mm-hmm. But what they were, they were previous target buyers and Treasure Way. Do you remember Treasure Way? I Treasure do Way I think my mum Venture. used to shop in Treasure Way Venture. Yes, I remember walking yeah. through Venture, getting my tracksuits. Yeah, yeah. So they were previous buyers for that type of business. And then they worked out, hang on. We can do this for other businesses, uh, smaller retailers, buying groups. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, you'd go to a trade fair and you'd order with Austin Group and you'd order okay. their menswear and their ladies' wear and yeah. their kids' wear and homewares and stuff like that. So um, got a job there. There were sort of two EAs sort of working there and I yeah. supported sort of the finance and HR and she did the MDs, but we all sort of worked together sort of thing. So did you, that was you, an exciting like, time. I was going to say, because that would have been a really good opportunity to kind of observe how these sort of operations are yeah. and working so yeah. closely with those high up. Yeah. Some of it wasn't great to observe. Yeah. Like, so, you know, when sales were down and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh yeah i gotta say sometimes it was a bit scary hearing the yelling coming out of yep. those, the rooms and stuff like that but um 
knowing the person who it was, it was all front, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It was you know, the person quieter. behind the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of the things that they were getting angry about, I would have got angry about had I been in their position too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of thing. But it was really big coming. There's still people I know today through my kids' sport and stuff like that who all started there. So I've had a lot of jobs. This is the thing. <laughs> So this is all before. It's really interesting because you're kind of seeing how each each job, yeah, what you took away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Austin Group gave me the opportunity to actually move into product development. So I was working in the homeware section, uh, the homewares division. I actually got to go to China and Hong Kong and go to the factories and check production and do all wow. that type of stuff. So that was a fairly demanding job as far as deadlines was that the most pressure job you'd had like the highest pressure job that, that was point? really really high pressure really high pressure that one there um god I'm trying to think where I went next how old were you like by now how many years have we gone I think 27 20 okay. 28 I was in my yep. mid mid 20s I'm just trying to think family nothing did. so partner. yeah did, no no, I think I scared boys. Uh, <laughs> Independently. No, I'd had, I'd had some long-term think. relationships and stuff like that. But I think around that time, I didn't have a boyfriend. I, I had a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the... I enjoyed, yes, the social life that I had and stuff like yeah. that. But it was lonely, I, you know, I must admit. But I did. I saved up enough money to buy a house. Wow. So, you know, as a single female, um, and I'll tell you a bit of story about that, is that, you know, I'd saved up the deposit, moved back with mum, done all that type of stuff. Mum said, you can only boomerang back once. That was the thing. So it's like that encouraged you to save. It's like, oh, my God, if I don't save this money, um, yeah. Thing. So it's now or never. If it doesn't happen, my budget, my budget to the, buy the house was eighty grand. So yeah. can you imagine that? Like eighty so grand. To this today. is two thousand. This is two thousand. So eighty grand. And um, I put in an offer for this little house, two bedroom house. Um, I don't think I needed to do much work to it, something. But the real estate agent basically said to me, "I'm not going to put your offer forward because you're a single female." And uh, the owners, uh, I think I'd feel more comfortable putting forward the, the offer for the married couple. That's the same to yours sort of thing. So yeah, thank you, but no thank you. Like said it to my face. Jeez. And then um, he rings me two weeks later to say that it had fallen through. Was I still interested? I was just, oh, the nerve. I don't know the thing. But anyway, in between, I'd actually found a house it was a hundred and it was above my budget and I got in yeah. trouble with mum. It was a hundred and four thousand or something like that. Um, so mum was and mum had would gone overseas to the US. Um, I think one of the first trips that they'd gone on, you know, sort of thing, post kids. Yeah. And um, she said, whatever you do, do not buy a house. You cannot buy a house without me seeing it, without, you know. Thing. I go, yep, yeah, mum, yep, yeah, mum. I didn't tell her that I'd booked in a, an inspection. <laughs> so you day. bought a house without your mum? I bought a house without my mum and I can still remember showing her through it, like 
getting to say, can I show mum through it? You know, like I'd already signed the documents and all that type of stuff. It was um, all done. She couldn't change yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, couldn't do all that. But even yeah. I was discriminated at the bank as well, going for the loan. She was a female and um, I'd had previous loans for a land loan there, paid that off. I'd, you know, done the right thing. Yeah. So you had, had history, good history. I had history with them and yeah. stuff like that. I've been working all the time. There was no breaks or anything like that. I'd established in my job at Aston Group. I think I've been there two or three years, like it was yeah. all well and good. And she said, unfortunately, we're going to require, I must have had a 15% deposit or something like that. We're going to require 30% because you are unmarried. And you might might be able to service the loan if you fall pregnant. And I can still remember thinking, yeah, I, I I don't know if I was so aware about females and males, you know, that type of discrimination. But I just remember being very hurt and very. But now, you know, if that happened in today's now and an age, it just, it just wouldn't happen. Do you That's know what right. I mean? Like it wouldn't be like, like you know, they yeah, wouldn't dare yeah. say that these days. They wouldn't yeah. dare say that. So and I can still remember thinking, okay, what can I do? And I, I must have, Rams might, might have just started. Yes. So yes. 2000 or something like that. I rang him up and I said the situation, da, da, da. I guess, mate, you only need 10%. Um, thing. I reckon I had that loan in a, in a week. They just yeah. sort of started it. And it was really, really quite great experience. I was really thinking, oh, my God, do I really need to be married before I can actually do anything do you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. it was really quite sort of sold the story there I suppose yeah. sort of thing um so yeah moved into my little house um and then uh lost my job with Austin Group oh. uh got retrenched they closed the division and everything like that so that was got money paid out and stuff like yeah. that um but yeah it was I think that was six months after I'd got the oh, mortgage gosh. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, managed to find a job again at Canning Bar Weaving Mills. So they, but they were located up in Melbourne, commuted, loved it, it did a similar yeah. type of work than what I was doing um, at Austin Group and then became pregnant with Mia. So, ah. yeah, yeah. So um, that was the end of corporate life, I suppose, yeah. at that stage. Any inklings, Lee, along that journey before you, or maybe just when you fell pregnant, you might have started thinking about it, about doing something for yourself or none at all? None at all. None yeah. at all. Didn't really, really think about it at all. Uh, Did you want to I be a stay-at-home mum? Was that what you wanted, like, could see for yourself? I didn't, I didn't even know if I was going to be maternal. I'd yeah. never really even thought about it. You know, we weren't trying for children. Yes, she was happy, mistake sort of thing. But, you yeah. know, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know. I knew it would be, I can still remember Jason saying to me when they was a week old, um, I'm quite amazed at how loving you are. He go, I'm thinking I've got to write it that hard. But he <laughs> what are said, you saying? Yeah. Okay, okay, well, he yeah. goes, no, he goes, because we had ne he didn't have any little kids around him. I didn't have any little kids around. You know, we didn't have any family members having yeah. baby. You know, we're the first of our friendship group to have kids and stuff like that. So it it was a strange time, um, yeah. and I still don't. I, I didn't know whether 
I was going to take take a year off. Do you know what I mean? And and see how it went. Yeah. Um, and as it was, it I didn't go back to that job. Do you know what I mean? I just yep. didn't feel comfortable putting her into daycare and doing all that. Oh, it would have been a long stuff. commute, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well. yeah. But then in that maternity, that's then when an idea sparked that maybe yep. I could run a business. And um, I bought a franchise, which was ah. called Belly Button Maternity. I don't know if it's yep. still around. And that was fraught with danger. Um, I had the shop for two years. But so shop front, I would have been a shop front, retail. Shop front, yeah. Yep. Uh, we had production supply issues, which meant that I couldn't go and source any product outside of the brand, which meant I had at some stage a shop that didn't have any stock. Mm, so yeah. it was quite Stuck. a challenging time. Yeah. yeah, with that. So I always said I'd never have another business again after that. That was a big lesson. And it hurt. It hurt a lot. It yeah. hurt, you know, confidence sucking, soul destroying. Like, yeah. yeah. And because I had a family as well, I was like, I've risked a lot here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I've risked everything. Um, so closed up shop, became a housewife because I had to become a housewife because my husband got moved to Gippsland for, for his work. Um, he got a job down there. So we moved to Warrigal for, I think it was nearly two years. I had another baby in that time. Yep. I could still remember coming back to Geelong and people going, did you have two kids? You've multiplied. <laughs> <laughs> so I had I had three kids under four at one stage. Oh, so that was, yeah, wow. a little bit crazy times and stuff like that. But I potted around, a bit of a pause. I probably then had no idea, still had no idea what was actually in for me or what my direction would be. Yeah. Then I went back to bank tally. <laughs> full circle, Lee. Oh, my God. What a full yeah. circle. So, again, trying to find jobs around kids. Yeah. It was just a nightmare. Just couldn't find anything. Um, I'm just trying to think whether... Yeah, Were you going back full-time? Was it a full-time role? You were no, so it was a relief teller. Um, I can still remember I was feeding Georgie. I know that I was getting up at 5 o'clock, basically. She was waking. I was feeding her. I was having a shower, putting a full face on makeup then, and I had to be ready at 7.30 to receive a text on my phone of where whether I'd got work or because because it was relief. I would only be sent oh. to, so I was the relief for this area. Yeah. I would get a note saying you need to go to Anglesey, someone's sick today, or yeah. you need to go to, um, so I would have like stints where I was being talky over summertime where they needed extra staff. I'd go to Ocean Grove or I'd go yeah. to things. Um, and I think I got a stint at Geelong West and they're like, oh, do you want to stay permanently? And I go, okay. It's part time. You'll be able to, you know, do all this stuff. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was good. It it we paid the bills. It uh, did what it needed to do. An opportunity came up to work with a female CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, and I had watched this lady throughout the years in her various roles of what she's done, and I was like, I 
really want to work I really want yeah. to know her it was really it was a it was a great job and I loved it however there became a week in my role where I realized I hadn't seen the kids for four days yeah okay because um I was getting up to do an early morning committee meeting or I was staying late at night and then there was like a chamber function, you know, one of those big networking events. Yeah. And then I had another one in the morning and it got to Thursday and I've gone, it's not working. Yeah. Jason was trying to pick up some of the slack where, where he could. Um, I was burdening him as yeah. well as me, do you know what I mean? But it was wasn't like, good oh, for the family. Uh, yeah. So I, I resigned and I basically said, there is nothing wrong with this position. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with this organization. It's me and it's where I am at my yeah, very own journey life. and stuff yep. like that. I said, had I been now, it'd be way different for Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But my kids were just too young yep. and I was missing too much with them sort of thing. So I resigned, but I was also approached at the same time. Like someone had um, from my previous accounting firm were starting up their own accounting firm and they were doing it differently they were um, not focusing on billable hours they were mainly wanting to work face-to-face -face with clients they felt they were losing so that's why they the ethos of why they started the, their firm yep. and I came to help them start up so it was really fabulous being involved in a startup you I was going to say like that you were really part of the ideas. team yeah, yeah 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 but the thing was is, is that we sort of had a bit of a saying of um, just because we did it like this at so-and-so, is this the best way to do it? Yeah. And that was ha that was happening every day. Like it was an amazing And that would have been perfect for you mm. because you were like, mm. well, why don't we do it this way? Mm. Why can't we improve it and change it? But again, it? Yeah. again, then we slid into the black and whites and this is how we do things and, yeah, started getting bored. But also I got sick at that time too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Back at my previous year, I'd had a couple of surgeries and stuff like that. Um, I always put work before health. Um, yeah. Looking back, had I not put work before health, might have been a different situation. I might have had another child. I might have, you know, like all this other Life stuff. stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have, um, would have, could have. Yep. Should have, would have, could have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the could have hit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I had chronic exhaustion breakdown. Um, I couldn't artic I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I had that worst brain fog. Um, everything felt electric, like tingly all the time. I felt like not like I was gonna have a heart attack, but just everything was just I just felt like I was scrunched up the whole time. Yeah. Like on edge um, the whole time? Yeah, on, on edge, wasn't sleeping, yeah. um, couldn't, and then that started affecting, affecting my speech. My my confidence was getting shredded. I couldn't even remember to say the word pen in a meeting once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, and Jason, I'd come home, Jason goes, you can't even talk. You can't even, I couldn't remember the kids that, like I couldn't, I knew something was going on. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was chronic exhaustion. And I took four months off from that work, from the job. But during that time, I had to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of healing and work out yeah. what was I going to do? The doctor had said, you know, you've, uh, 
you've fried everything basically through exhaustion, through menopause, it was severe menopause symptoms that went unaddressed because I was too young, I think. I kept, well, yeah. the literature kept telling me that I was too young, but yeah, I had surgical yeah. menopause, which meant that I have no ovaries or uterus, so you go bang into menopause symptoms. And I had people saying, don't take HRT because you'll get cancer, uh, all this type of stuff. So I was avoiding dealing with the situation. Um, I was having constant hot flushes. And I finally ended up with an endocrinologist who said, if your symptoms are one to 10, you're 11. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you've done a really good job on yourself, basically, of um, thing. Because, yeah, it was just like, you know, I was supposed to enjoy menopause and uh, do some yoga and that. But yeah, I had three right. kids. And, and, oh, and during that time, I was studying. Because <laughs> you didn't have enough on your plate there, Lee. Why not add something else? Come on. No, no, no. So, yeah, I studied two nights a week at TAFE from six till nine doing um, business management and HR management. So I did that for, it was it was for 18 months. It was supposed to be 12 months, but it got extended because I had to have time off for surgeries and stuff like that. So um, it was definitely not study out of a Wheaties box. Like I didn't <laughs> Yeah. You know, I actually had to sit and go to class and that I, I think I vomited the first night before. I know it was only TAFE, wasn't uni or anything like that. But the last time I was in school, I left school and 11. I'd have this chip on my shoulder yeah. that I hadn't finished school. And, you know, it, Jason's going, you'll be fine. I'll help you. You know, he's gone to uni. He still studies. He goes, I'll show you how to study. Like I go, what if I can't? Like it was just like, I was just like... But once I got into it, I realised this is stuff that I have learned naturally. Yeah, being involved I was going to say you already business. had all that experience. This is just a piece it's, of paper it was that's just, saying that you that's know That's right. It was just yeah. harnessing the theories and the why and explaining things and other things that I might have learned in one type of industry type, but then I learned how it affects others and stuff like yeah. that sort of thing. So that was part of the exhaustion breakdown too sort of thing. So. The reason I want my kids to finish school is so that they, they saw me. They saw me studying. They saw me locked in, the, you know, trying to do all the extra stuff to, to do it. So they know that not there's pressure on, like I want them to find what they love doing earlier than me. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like I yep. want them to find something, but I just want them to do well. I don't want them to struggle like I did. You know, yes, I've had a varied career. <laughs> career lifetime and stuff like that so but blessings always blessings always silver lining if there's I always learnings right sick, yeah if I did not get sick my husband wouldn't set, set me to Bali by myself for a week so that oh was, gosh you got a good <laughs> one there but I, I literally I had that just space to think oh my god no interruptions no wow. you know like it was just me that was scary itself too because I was always grabbing kids' hands and looking, yep. you know, here I was. I, Jason was always there wherever we went on a holiday or something like that. And here I was, a solo traveller for the first yep. time. I'd never travelled. I never travelled. It was never, so back in my era, getting a job, whether it was, you know, a, a professional job, like a teacher or a counter, but having a job, you couldn't give it up to go traveling and stuff like yep. that do you know what I mean like I went to try, attempt to try and do it and mum talked me out of it and said you know you've got to secure it wasn't talked about 
a career. It was just a secure job. Yeah. And that fear of what if I go traveling and have got nothing to go back to yeah. or, you know, the sort of thing. So that was put into it. So, yeah, traveling to Bali. And that's where I came up with the idea that maybe I could do some admin from home. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like we have the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we don't have dial up internet anymore. We have emails, you know, all that type of stuff. I'm like, maybe I could do something, something, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of thing. So I think I put a Facebook post up and said, hi um just letting you know that i'm doing some admin from home if anyone's looking for some support um i know you know how i work or something like that and i had a i think i had a job within that week from the chamber of commerce the girl who was running their um, small business smart business program yep. so um she said i just need someone to update the website with all the events networking events all the workshops that are happening in our region she goes it takes me off the time that I have to do things could you do that and I think it was three hours a week or something like that and it was perfect it was perfect it gave me the confidence that maybe this is a job you know what yeah, I mean? maybe there's something this in this because I, I don't I don't think it was the only freelancing type of work I had heard about was graphic designers or yep. you know copywriters or those type of businesses where they'd gone from like agencies I suppose and then gone out on their own to do that sort of stuff VAs I had heard of sort of I think once I started thinking what is this term like what am I doing it was you know VAs were in America but they were always offshore VAs probably our experience of what we would have here something so that's when I had this sort of idea is is it a VA that you see face to face so I very I've it wasn't until COVID hit that I would actually get on a Zoom call and speak to someone. Oh, okay, yeah. So very much like, in person before that. Very much in person. Very much thought why, probably confidence too, why yeah. would someone want to work with a person in Geelong when they're in Melbourne? Yeah. You know, now if I look Country at Country city, yes. Yeah, yeah. If I look yeah. at my client list now, I might have one or two Geelong clients. You're yeah. all over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's just, you know, I, that was a but this, But I was going to say that was something that you felt within yourself. Yeah. Because you yeah. used to be ingrained, you're a country girl, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's you right. So, yeah, so it's that's the journey. <laughs> it's a hell of a journey, Lee. It's a hell of a journey. It's a hell of a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not, and it's not you, over. No, I was going to say, and now you lead your own team. Yes, yeah, yeah. But even then, the way that it is today is not what you're going to see in five years, I can tell you. Do you know what I mean? I could already see what it's going to look like and, you know, I'm making those steps behind the the scene. You've got to remember too that I'm 50. I've been working since I'm 17. I can't, you know, there's got to be some stage that I start doing some stuff for myself regularly do you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah. um it's a bit was a big goal before COVID for my husband and I to get to the stage that maybe we could go work overseas live overseas for a couple of months a year and work and have the structures and all that type of stuff you know that's very big for me um I sort of think you know 
my kids, they'll be having babies in the next 10 years, maybe. Maybe. No pressure. Yeah. If, if they ever watch this or listen to this, <laughs> no pressure. But do you know what I mean? Like how is yeah. that going to fit in with the business? How, you know, how does life look? Um, yeah, I was going to say, how, how does the business fit into the life, not the life fit into the business? And that's exactly what I'm really, really important for me working with clients is, you know, like we don't have 38, 40-hour 40, 40 week. We just don't. We're mothers. We're, you know, carers. We're trading for marathons. You know, we, we've got to design our work to fit around our life but make sure that it's not a hobby that we're actually earning the income that we need and we're designing the work so you aren't frazzled, so you aren't, you know, picking out the kids from school da, 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 and then jumping on for another five hours. If you choose yeah. to do that, that's okay. You know, I've made a decision this year to have Wednesdays, every fortnight Wednesdays off, uh, half a day to be with my mum. My mum's not well. I missed out on that opportunity with dad. I'm like, if I can't take that fortnight catch up and mark that out, I, I won't forgive myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's doable. All I need to do is structure my work around that commitment. I tell yeah. my clients to do it. I need to do it. And I've done it. Right. And now every time, you know, I, I sit down and I have brekkie with mum, I'm like, how good does this feel? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I go, yeah. yeah, I'm willing to work later those other days and catch up on the week, like, to have that Do whatever time. you need to have that time. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the priority and I'll do yeah. whatever I need to get that priority. Yeah. Correct. Isn't it Correct. interesting how our, like, our work ethic changes like that? Like, this year for yeah. me, Fridays are my day off. Yeah. And I've been, like, I have always said Fridays are my day off, Lee, but I've never stuck yeah. to it. But this year, I'm like, Do you no, know that's what? It. I think it's the experience of what we've gone through the last two years. We've really worked out what's important to us and what's yeah. not. Do you know what I mean? And we value ourselves, I think, a whole lot more and our lives and our families and, you know, quality of life. We've yeah. seen a lot. We've lived through a lot. Um, even if you weren't impacted, you were impacted. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, my mum was put into hospital in Melbourne, stage four lockdowns. We were hearing, you know, like, yeah. I'll never get over that trauma of not being able to see mum, not being yeah. able to hold a hand, all those, you know, how many things have we gone through? So I think that permission slip granted for all of us to leave, live the lives that we want to live. Yeah. Like, it's really important that we, yeah. you know, at least 80% plan it to happen that way. There's going to be a Friday that maybe you can't do it. Do you know what I mean? But at least yeah. you go, well, I've had those other 20 fr Fridays. That's right. So, you know. Like, and being kind to ourselves in those instances yeah. and not beating ourselves up over particular things. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah. there was a lot of pressure on us to be perfect and be, you know, oh, you're such a superwoman, you're doing this, you're doing that. You know, I walked away from something quite big this year um, I'd always been involved in sport and things just weren't sitting culturally aligning with me and a, a lot of me was tied up in that identity of being the face of that sport or yeah. club and stuff like that and people would ask me about it and all that type of stuff but things weren't sitting comfortable with me and 
even Jason said, he goes, I can't believe you resigned and walked away after 10 years. And I go, Jason, it wasn't serving me. And I couldn't smile. I'm not a fake person. I can't smile and say everything's okay when it's not, when it's ingrained at me. It's not, I don't believe in the values yeah. of what, what it is type thing. So I said, there's two, life's too, I think I might have actually said life's too short for me yeah. to give away my energy and feel like, feel icky. Like yeah. I, there was a few icky moments in the last year, year that hadn't sit well with me. And I put it out on the table and just said, is this going to change? Is it not? And when it was not going to change, I just said, okay, thank you. I've enjoyed my time. It's time to move See you on. Later. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. that is such a powerful moment, Lee. I know it's hard and I know there's so many oh, emotions I that go through. I cried. I did. Yeah. I was gutted. I was cried, but I thought, no, I've put it out there. I've asked, is this the way that it is? You know, I've, the answer was given and it doesn't align. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. So, yeah, it uh, gutted, cried. But now that I'm probably two months out of doing what I'd always done, uh, I don't uh, I don't regret it. Yeah. I miss it a little bit, but I don't regret it. I really yeah. feel that it was the right decision in time. And how amazing for your daughters to see you go through these motions, not, not just about, like, work stuff and career but mm. in this mm. this role that you had that you love so much but when something was not aligned with you yeah. as a person and your beliefs etc etc yeah how amazing yeah. for them to see that in you because you know yeah. what I, mean? I just think I, it's mate it's beautiful i i said to them i said now look this is the situation i don't agree with it um it's involved in sport. So one of my children still plays sport there. Do you know what I mean? So I said, yep. I will just be a mum. You know, I won't be involved in any of the decision-making, blah, blah, blah. You can't ask me about this, yeah. that. The, the, I'm not, not involved. Have, you're not going to have the inside word on nothing anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's thing. And I think, yeah, it's good for them to see that I've stuck to my guns and yeah. that had strong convictions and beliefs and that I wouldn't... It would have been very easy to just go, oh, I don't like it, but I, I, I don't want to let anyone down. But I'd only yeah. be letting myself down. That's right. And, and you would have had to that, carry that with you. Yeah. 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 How beautiful, Lee. Thank and you. your daughters, are they, you know, entrepreneurial, as they say? Do you, do you see that um, in them? Yeah. George are they curious? Uh, they're, they're all different. So yeah. three girls, very, very different. Mia is in second year of university. She's going to be a speech pathologist. Um, she has helped me with doing some admin. Yeah. Um, and she said, I know, mum, I can't do what you do. Sit at the desk all day and talk on a Zoom. I go, yeah. sometimes I can't either. But, <laughs> you know, that, that is. But um, she feels that she needs to help people and I think that that I've always I've shown them that you have you know you can't complain about things if you if you're going to complain especially volunteering stuff like that I go you have to give back to your community so you know what these girls have all coached their little under 11 teammates and stuff like that do you know what I mean as they've got older and so I've said it's you know it's just something you got to do you got to help your community and stuff like that um 
second one's doing year 12 at the moment. They're, they're all workers. They're all... Yeah. I was going to say um, hardworking. Yeah, work, good workers. Yeah. Um, I've been very careful to show them how to control their money, set up different bank accounts, you know, save, you know, third of this, budget, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, it's good that they're working now because I don't have to fork out as much stuff. I think. They know, they know if they want to. But they know the value there. of the dollar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mia's up in uni. She's doing two jobs up there, um, you know, to try and keep afloat. Um, I gave her the family budget. You know, I said to her, I said, so I'll show you how mum and dad do it. Okay, so here's, here's our version. She died. She died when she saw all the items that, you know, insurances, rates, you know, all this yeah. stuff. She goes, do you have to pay all of that and pay our school, had paid our school? I go, yes, we did, yeah. you know, like sort of thing. So we made her a simple version of it and she's she likes it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? She knows where our money goes and all that type of stuff. Um Georgie, uh, both Georgie and Soph work at a coffee shop, but we call Georgie the general manager of the coffee shop because <laughs> <laughs> she's her mother's daughter. <laughs> she, she, she goes, right, oh, it was such a hard day, you know, at the coffee shop today. I had to, it's one of those drive through coffee shops. Oh, so and so didn't do their prep work. I'm going to have to leave a note for them, you know, like it. Love it. She's yeah. not even 16 yet, sort of thing. She's being paid. I don't know, it's, it's like her older sister gets paid more because of her age. Like I forget yeah. what the thing is, but she's so diligent and I'm like, you have to turn that into something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like She's got something always, there. She's always the organiser. She's always like, mum, I'm ringing you because dad said to tell you that. Like, so, you know, she's probably a little bit of a mini me yeah. um, seeing it sort of thing. But, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope they, I hope my biggest thing is, and that was the thing with, I used to hate getting up and public speaking. I would hate doing this type of stuff. I would hate, you know, it's the thing, but I'm like, if I don't show my kids that it's okay to do this stuff and that you have to stand up and give awards or talk about, you know, things and all that type of stuff, I've just got to step into it. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. got to show people and I've got to show other girls too to do it as well sort of yeah thing. so um you know I had to I'm a netball league manager and I'll get up on a stage in front of a thousand people and you know talk about the season and you know development you know whereas I, I couldn't done that young league wouldn't have done yeah. that I don't think you know like it's just I think when you've got a passion or a knowledge that helps you with your confidence or you know my big thing is is helping clients become confident because it's confidence or courage yeah. a lot of the time with this clients stopping them from doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that I know that I'm a little bit of a part of helping them get there, do you know what I mean, yeah. or fixing up the systems so that they can book online appointments and, you know, everything's going to work nicely yeah. for them or they know where to find things and all that type of stuff. So, um. Yeah, just lifting women, you know, exactly why you you do what you do, you yeah. know, like, and I think that a lot of our members are like that too, do you know what I mean, like in this community, like it's all, we may not, we may be a little bit quieter than our men folk, but I, I it's exciting times, 
That's right. And there's nothing wrong in doing it our way. We've just got to take ownership of it. That's right. I think I posted about the the war. You know, I just finished reading a book about, it's called The End of Men. And it was basically, it was ironic. The lady had written at the start said, I actually wrote this six months before the COVID pandemic. And it was about a virus that was wiping out males. But then it talked about, it went, into the years after about how all the women had to step up into these leadership positions and even China and they were all, I think, I'm sure there was something like they all got rid of nuclear warheads. They'd all made an agreement to, you know, and how I just said, wouldn't it be nice? Just give us a year. Yeah, how different the world would be. Putting putting a female in every power position, like to make make those decisions. Could you imagine? Like, I just said, let it rip. You know yeah. what the sad thing is? I can't imagine. That's the sad thing. So I, I know. I know. I know. And that that is the sad thing, you know. Yeah. It, it is. It'd be lovely to see something like, but, you know, I'm sitting now thinking about Lee applying for a loan and being told she was female um, and she might get pregnant was yep. a reason not to, to lend or to, you had to come up with, I think it might have been mid 30% deposit yep. because I was so high risk because I yep. was a female, like, yep. so high risk. Well, I'm happy to report, Lee, because I purchased my pro- property single yep. and the, I did not get asked that question. So there has been progress. Yes. And that was probably, good. oh, God, that was probably about 15 years ago. Yeah. So there yeah, is yeah, progress. Yeah. There's progress yeah. happening and I think we're all doing our bit to... I know, oh, every little bit. Yeah, yeah, every little and, bit. And, you know, helps. your girls will have a whole different world when they're our age. Yeah. And what yeah. they present to their children, etc. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope the world's a nicer place than yeah. it is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll get there. But that's Isn't the journey it? and it hasn't stopped yet. It's, I love you know, it. We'll have part two, part two of Lee. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Part two. Yeah. Yeah interesting like it's it's weird going backwards yeah but do you feel like you know i've touched on this earlier how everything has all made you who you are now like Uh every experience every job has shaped you has shaped your business has shaped your life yeah yeah i'm a big believer like as i said experiences will shape you um and it's not a bad life it's a bad day do you know what i mean like there's there's thing i i believe you have to go through things to get to things yeah and you know like I'm very resilient I'm very but then sometimes maybe it might make me a little bit cold too do you know what I mean that I sometimes the the kids but we could be too you know I I, I've read something one of my uh, clients is a family therapist a psychologist and I was a very big on as soon as they get home how was your day how what did you do who'd you talk to do you know did you get this done like talking about how kids just want to walk in they've been really good all day they've been on their best behavior yeah they've had to be polite they've had thing and then they're just getting barraged at the door you know yeah. like that we need to just let we need a soft landing for them we need them yeah. to just come in thing and let i, and I said to while. the girls i go have i been too intense asking you like Whereas I'm thinking, oh, my God, they've just walked in the door. I've been on the computer all day. I'll quickly run out yeah. and chat to them because I've got to jump onto another Zoom call or I've got to do an exec meeting tonight, you know. I haven't told them that 
that's the reason I'm barraging it. But I've now worked out that I've just got to pick my moments and all yeah. that type of stuff with it, sort of thing. But yeah. yeah, we're all learning as we go, aren't we, Lee? Uh, I don't think you ever stop. And each, I was going to say, each milestone with our kids, we learn a bit more. Yeah. 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 No, my kids are, have been okay. They're, yeah. You know, they've given me some grey hairs, but you know, yeah. they're. They're okay. They're uh, yeah. and they will be okay. They have working. Oh, They're I know, haven't great role I haven't, models. I haven't held them back. Oh, what is it? You've got you've got to build a ship, but you've got to let them out of the harbour. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like a ship is not built to stay in the harbour. And I think I feel that with the kids. You know, like yeah. I know I'm going to be. I am devastated with me being up in Melbourne more and more. Do you know what I mean? But you know, and I know that it's going to happen next year with Sophie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's those little letting goes that I have to do so yeah my life is changing into its next version sort of another thing, stage so. yeah another chapter yeah. yeah yeah well we look forward to the next chapters Lee like I said part Thank two you. coming to the airwaves soon <laughs> you gotta wait a few years for me to change right. today we'll still be here what are you talking about let's see how many <laughs> other jobs I've I've had to flip into <laughs> Well, you might be a lady of leisure I, by then, so we'll see. Oh, never been a lady of leisure. I wouldn't know what to do myself. I know. I'll be there twiddling my thumbs going, what can I do? What can I do? I'd go crazy. Oh, anyway. no, it's weird. Weird. Yeah. No, it'd be good if you could have half lady leisure, half work. That would be yeah. the, that's the, the goal perfect. is to yeah. still have have a business um, that you can not dip into, but you have that overarching sort of oversight do what you need to do but you've got to really build really good systems and structures for the team to run it and be available when you need to but yeah. also be available to yourself that's right you're on the priority list too yeah that's right thank you so much lee i have thank so enjoyed you. this conversation like i knew I a little I bit have a... <laughs> i hope now i know a lot to... <laughs> i know no, but I... I think it's your journey yeah, that's, that's what's formed where you are. So I really appreciate yeah, sharing it with us. It's a, it's a different one. Well, thank you for your time this morning, Lee. Thank and you. And thank you to everyone for joining us. Um, I'm so hoping that you enjoyed Lee's story as much as I did. And we will chat to you again soon. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.